Yeah, not a great performance at all by the Fremantle Dockers over the weekend as they do head towards the Western Derby coming up in round three. Uh, who will be the healthiest team as we head towards the weekend? Uh, we'll have to wait and find out on that one. But uh, here to help us uh, with a little bit more insight into uh, the Fremantle Dockers and the West Coast Eagles is sports journalist with the Australian Associated Press, Justin Chadwick. Justin, welcome back to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, Justin. Now, uh, coming off of round two, uh, a couple of di- differing performances by the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers. Uh, West Coast, they had a number of significant outs. So there were some positives to take out of that game against North Melbourne uh, with some young players coming through. The top-up players looked pretty good. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the Fremantle Dockers, I thought it was a, a pretty disappointing performance, even though they, they did have a number of big outs as well. Uh, that loss against the Saints was uh, it was just it was concerning for mine, especially after uh, the Dockers have been praised early on uh, in the preseason, and and many people have um, tipped them to potentially make the top eight spots. Uh, how concerned are you after that performance in round two? Yeah, well, you're not the only one concerned because even after the match, Justin Longmuir said that was one of the most disappointing performances he's been involved in. So. He realised just how badly they played and they've got a few things to fix there. Their, their skills were horrible. I mean, that it just wasn't up to standard for a, a side that wants to be in the top eight. That fell well short of, of where they should be. So, look, um, we know they've been working on skills for a long time, even during the Ross Lyon era. That was one of the big focuses, but they haven't got it right. I think they've definitely got the talent there to, to fix that. But what we saw in the weekend was, it was just a shocking performance, really. They just turned it over so so often. Uh, when they went forward, there was no con- connection between their mids and forward line. They just bombed it long. And, and for the Saints defenders, it was so easy to pick off. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to work with there. They've, they've got a lot of things to fix up. And it can be turned around quite quickly because we do know the talent they do have. But, yes, they would walk away from that game very disappointed and with a, a heavy training week, I would just say. What do you think of the job that Justin Longmuir has done with the Fremantle Dockers so far? I think it's still early to tell for this season, um, but in general, I think he's done a pretty good job. He's brought along a lot of young talent, and a lot of them are flourishing. They've, a lot of people have put them in the top eight this year in terms of their tips because you can just see their, the progression that they've made over the past two years. So overall, I think he's done job but I say that now if they end up bombing this year then it'll be a very mm-hmm. different tale. I still think they'll make the top eight. I'm, I'm pretty confident with the talent they've got and the direction that they're heading that they will get there and, and anything less than that in my eyes is a failure. Uh, what did you think of Michael Walters' performance over the weekend against St Kilda? Um, should, should he potentially be, um, be dropped back down to, to waffle level? Um, for a week or two um, this season? Uh, it's a good question. Um, he hasn't been great for the start of the year. On the weekend, he had, I guess, some sort of an excuse. He did hurt his left wrist there um, during the game, so he was very quiet after that. But it's, it's clear to see that his form isn't there at the moment. I, I would actually stick with him for a bit longer, and I'd like to give him longer stints in the midfield because it's clearly the position that he loves to play. The Dockers do need better ball users just delivering it inside 50, and, and he's, he's, all, he's all class in terms of his delivery. So if he's not injured, if, if his wrist injury doesn't end up being anything too bad, I'll just chuck him into the midfield for, 
say, 80% of the game and, and then moving forward for 20% or something like that and just see how he goes. Um, the Dockers got smashed in the clearances on the weekend, especially the centre clearances, and that spike is still out. Um, who knows how David Mundy's going to be after being in isolation. Um, so, yeah, I, I would stick with him for at least another few weeks and just give him more midfield time. And, and if he's still struggling after that, then, yeah, definitely he would need a stint in the waffle. Yeah, you mentioned Nat Fife there. What's the latest on him as he uh, will undergo back surgery? I'm not too sure if he's already uh, had that back surgery, but it's looking like uh, that will be the case and uh, could be out for up to three to six weeks. Yeah, we still don't have an exact timeline on that, so I think a lot depends on how he pulls up from that surgery. So, yeah, it's that rough three to six-week timeline that we've got. Um, yeah, with those back injuries, especially when you need a procedure, it's always unpredictable to know exactly when it is. It's not like a hammy where kind of like it happens every week with players and, and you've got a rough indication with back surgery and, and whatnot. It's, yeah, it's a bit dicey. So, yeah, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. But it's such a midfield ball. So if he's not 100%, you'd want to just get him right first before throwing him into the deep end. Uh, but, yeah, fingers crossed he's back in the next three to four weeks. Uh, Tabana, is he likely re- to return against the West Coast Eagles? Yeah, they're still unsure about that. They're going to see how he goes at training this week. They, they had put a, a one- to three-week timeline leading into the weekend. And we asked Justin Longmore about that after the match. And he said, yeah, look, he's a chance for this week. But a lot depends on how he goes at training, how he pulls up from each session. So if I were to have a guess on it, I reckon they'll give him one more week before chucking him in. But if he has a great week on the training track, then, yeah, they'll play him. Okay, Justin, what about the other side of town? How did you think the West Coast Eagles fared up against North Melbourne? They went down by uh, 15 points in the end. Yeah, it was the most relaxed I've seen Adam Simpson in a long time. I think he realised going in that, you know what, I've got nothing to lose here. No one's expecting anything of us. If I can avoid a, an 80-point defeat, it's going to be a good result. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot of us were quite happy with the fight they showed because they were the ultimate underdogs, and it really is the stuff of movies. You know, people love those sort of storylines where it's just a ragtag sort of group of guys just getting together and being like, all right, let's see what you can do. And, yeah, it was a great effort. Even though they didn't come away with the win, they, they can walk away with their heads held high. So it was great. Just the, some of the stories as well. I mean, Declan Mountford, he was in the stands when the game was almost a few minutes away from the game starting. And, and then he got the call saying, mate, Jackson Nelson's done something to his knee. We need you down here. So he had to catch the lift down and Dermot Burden was in the lift with him going, what's going on here? Um, those sort of stories, it was, it was great to see. And, and, yeah, just to come away with uh, a small loss, that's a, a big plus for the Eagles. What did you think of uh, Aaron Black's performance? Yeah, great to see him kick that late goal as well. He's toiled away for so many years in the waffle, and, and we've all known his class in the waffle. And everyone wanted to see him get a shot at the, the higher level. No one thought he was going to come. I mean, once you get past 24, 25, 26 years of age, then you think, all right, it's, it's done and dusted. So for him to get the call up at, at 29 years of age and yeah, he, it, was, it was good. He was solid in there. He ended up with 15 disposals and a goal. And, yeah, it would be good to see him get another run in the derby this weekend. Mm, certainly will. Uh, Willie Rioli, he was uh, he was impressive as well. Uh, four goals to his name. What did you make of uh, Willie's, um, Willie's performance against North Melbourne? Yeah, loved it. Especially that, that goal where he just turned on a dime and just dribbled it through. Just It was the Willie Rioli of old and... For him to do that in his second AFL match back after two years out is remarkable, and it just shows the talent that he's got. 
it's a shame that we hadn't seen him at that level for the past two years, obviously, with that ban. He, he wasn't available. But, yeah, he was hoping that for the next five, six, seven years, he's just shining on the AFL stage like he did. So ended up with four goals. It was arguably DOG along with Jeremy McGovern. Um, remarkable. Absolutely remarkable after two years out of the game for him to come back and do that second game. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, well, on the other side of things, uh, Jack Darling, he was clearly underdone after some time away from footy, Justin. Absolutely, yeah. You could just tell his timing was out. Even that late shot and goal where he did the snap around his body. And, yeah, normally he'd nail that 98 times out of 100. But, yeah, he's definitely just lacking a bit of match fitness there and fitness in general. And obviously being in such a weakened thing, he was the focus point up forward. He didn't have Oscar Allen there. He didn't have Josh Kennedy there. So hopefully Josh Kennedy comes back this week and then we've got the Kennedy-Darling duo again and, and Darling won't be that sole focus up forward. But I think it will take a few weeks for Darling to really get in the groove and get his confidence back. Mm. Okay, so what is the latest on the uh, on the West Coast Eagles uh, injured list and uh, their top up list? Uh, the players in health and safety protocols. It's it's almost there's almost more players on the injured list and health and safety list than the actual uh, healthy and uh, team lineup. Yeah, it's remarkable at the moment, and there's so many question marks leading up to the derby because even people inside the, the club just don't know who's going to be available. Um, Obviously, the players who caught COVID, when they're coming back, you do have to be a bit careful of that because you want to ease them back in. You just don't want to throw them straight back into match situations, especially if they've had, a, I guess, a, a rougher time dealing with COVID. So I know with a lot of sports, they monitor the player's heart rate and things like that as they ease back into full training. But with AFL, I mean, you don't really have much time. You've got the seven days in quarantine, and then if you're cleared to come out after that, you might only have one, two, three days before the game to get game fit again. So I guess only the players who have had a minor case of COVID, they'll probably be the only ones that are cleared to play. Anyone else who, who was a bit out of it, I reckon they'll have to give them at least one week just to, to build their loads up slowly. So, yes, long answer short, we still don't know who's going to be available. There are 12 ruled out on the weekend due to COVID, and then obviously Andrew Duff had his foot injury. Hopefully he's back. Jackson Nelson, he was a late withdrawal, but he was out on the track today running, so he might be able to come come back into the side. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a good question to see later in the week, just which of them come back into the side and, and which of them need another week or potentially even two weeks. Some players might need a couple of weeks to recover. So, yeah, so watch this space kind of scenario. What did you think of uh, of the AFL allowing the game to go ahead with all of the injuries and the, the health and safety uh, protocols that the West Coast Eagles do have? Uh, Michael Voss was, uh, I guess, against uh, the game going ahead. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a joke. It absolutely it rings against the integrity of the competition. I mean, they have a team that has 12 players out due to COVID from the previous week and for them to have to go ahead with the game and have five waffle top-up players, two deputants, it it just it ruins the integrity of the game and even the betting markets were cancelled for a while and, and things like that. So when you have that sort of scenario, surely you just postpone it, you take the hit. I know the AFL are desperate just to go ahead with the fixtures as they are, but in a situation like that where... Basically, people are expecting them to lose by 80 points. 
then surely you just have to postpone the game and, and mm-hmm. reschedule it. And the Dockers might have to go through it at some stage. It's, it's only the two WA clubs who are in danger of, of going through it to that extent because WA's been so protected for so long from COVID, but we're copping out hit now. All of the other teams around the state, they've generally had 50, 60, 70, 80% of their players contract COVID. So they're not going to have a situation where they're going to have 10, 12, 14 players ruled out, whereas West Coast and Fremantle are. So I thought the AFL should have just topped the hit, rescheduled the game and said, look, if the same thing happens to Fremantle, we'll do the same thing. All right, so who are you leaning towards as we do head towards the weekend? I know we're still uh, a little bit uh, further out, but um, who, do you, who do you lean towards, the West Coast Eagles or the Fremantle Dockers? Uh, Dockers, definitely, without a doubt. There's just too many question marks around the Eagles, and even if they do get a, a host of players back, you just don't know how they're going to be, what their fitness is going to be like, what their touch is going to be like. So unless the Dockers get whacked with a huge COVID wave over the next few days, in my mind, it's Fremantle all the way. Justin, big thanks to you for uh, stopping by and having a bit of a chat here on the show this afternoon. It's always a pleasure and uh, look forward to doing it again at some point very soon. Yeah, thank you and chat again soon. Thank you. There he goes, Justin Chadwick. I thank him for his time here on the program this afternoon.